This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 177 is going to be from John chapter 3 and verse 16. Always remember, as a child of God, that he loves you. John chapter 3 and verse 16 reads, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that when we sin, he wants to reconcile us with him. And so the only way for him to do that was to send his son into this world to live a perfect life, to be persecuted, and then to die upon the cross for our sins, to shed his blood for us. And we need to always remember as a child of God that he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God has provided a way for us to be with him in heaven. Even though we're sinners, he provided his son's blood so that we do not have to perish. That is tremendous love. And we need to always remember as a child of God that God loves you. We can have everlasting life and it's through Jesus. And this was a demonstration of God's love for us. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 10 and 11, the Bible says, For thus says the Lord, After seventy years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good toward you, and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I have, that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In Jeremiah, God's about to discipline his children. They have strayed away from him for several years, and God has told them that, look, I'm going to punish you. I'm going to send you away into Babylonian captivity for 70 years. But even through this was God's love shown to Israel. Even though they had fallen away from God, over the years, several times, God still loved them, and he was going to discipline them so that they would come back to him. And then he told them, look, this discipline is not going to last forever. It's only going to be for 70 years, and then I will visit you and perform my good toward you and cause you to return to this place, to their land. And so he was going to discipline them But knowing everything, he understood within 70 years, my people are going to return to me. They're going to repent of their sins, and they're going to cry out to me. And when they do, I'm going to hear them. It's the same for us today. When we fall away from God, all we have to do is cry out to him. All we have to do is repent of our sins and come back to him. And he will bring us back because he loves us so much. Always remember as a child of God that he loves you. Then in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. The reason that he was disciplining his children was to give them a future and a hope. If they continued down this path of disobedience, they were going to be lost. Not only lost in this life, but lost eternally. And so he disciplined them to bring them back. And he says, I know my thoughts I have toward you. Even when I was disciplining you, my thoughts toward you were still good. My thoughts were still of peace and not evil to bring you back to me. But I knew that you were going to need to suffer. You were going to need to understand that the things that you're doing right now for your harm, they're leading you to the wrong place. And today, that's exactly what we need to realize. When we walk away from God, when we decide that we know better than God and He disciplines us to bring us back, we need to understand that through His discipline, He is still loving us. And He still has thoughts of peace for us. He wants us to bring us back to heaven. He wants us to go to heaven with Him. But that cannot happen as long as we are in rebellion of Him. And so he says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And so when God disciplines us, even today, his thoughts toward us are of peace and not evil, and they are to give us a future and a hope, wherein if we remain on the broad path that's talked about in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, we are not going to have a future and a hope. Death is at the end of the broad path. Life is at the end of the narrow path, and we have to find our way back onto the narrow path. In Jeremiah chapter 31, in verse 3, it says, The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God always loves us. There is never a point in time in our life in which God does not love us. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God's love will never stop for us. For everyone in this world, God's love will never stop. He wants us all to be saved, and therefore He draws us to Him. He gives us His word so that we can know how to be pleasing to him. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. He draws us to him because of his loving kindness. Because of his loving kindness, he sent his son into this world so that I can have my sins washed away, so that I can be drawn to him through his son. Always remember as a child of God that he loves you. Everything that God does in our life is because He loves us. God simply is love. In Romans chapter 5 and verses 1 through 11, the Bible says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, But we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. 
Yet perhaps for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Notice how much love is dripping in these verses. He loves us so much that he sent his son so that we can have everlasting life. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can have peace with God, but it has to be through his son, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of glory of God. We have access to God's faith or to God's grace by faith in Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Even through hard times, God is going to be there for us and take care of us. And if we have the proper faith through these tribulations, produce good things in our life. Just as he told the people of Israel through Jeremiah that he knew the thoughts that he had for them. Thoughts of good and not of evil. It's the same way for us today. His thoughts for us, even through tribulation, is to produce good things in our life. And then in verse 5 it says, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has recorded everything that Jesus has done recorded his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and is pouring that out onto our hearts, demonstrating God's love toward us. In verse 6, it's for when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. When we were not followers of God, he died for us. When we were without strength to save ourselves, God loved us so much that he said, I'll save you. I'll send my son to the world to die for you because you don't have any other way of being with me. Always remember as a child of God that he loves you. When you were incapable of saving yourself, when I was incapable of saving myself, God sent his son so that we'd have a way of being reconciled to him. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God, verse 8, demonstrates his own love toward us. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we became a follower of God, before we became a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Christ, Jesus died for us. While we were still sinners, he died for us so that we could have access to God. That's how much God loves us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him, through Jesus. We can be saved from wrath because that's what we deserve. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. 
we can be saved through his Son. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. God sent his Son to be an example for us. He sent his son to die for us and to give us his blood so that we can be reconciled, so that we can be washed clean and come before him. But now that we have been washed clean, we need to understand that it's in obedience to Christ and becoming more like Christ that we have life in his name. And not only that, verse 11, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Always remember, as a child of God, that God loves you. He loves us so much that he sent his son into this world to die for us so that we could have the opportunity of going to heaven. If we imitate Christ, we can go to heaven because God loves us. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, the Bible says, But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or or our epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word and work. God loves us and he chose us. He chose us when he gave us his word. He gave us his word so that we can know how to be pleasing to him so that we can sanctify ourselves. In John chapter 17 and verse 17, it says, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so he gave us his word so that we can sanctify ourselves by believing it. He loves us so much that he chose us for salvation. And he chose us in the sense that here's my word. Everybody on earth has the same opportunity to be chosen. God has given his word openly and freely to everyone. And anyone that loves him can come to him and study his word and know how to be saved. That's how much he loves us. And he tells us that we love him back when we keep his commandments. John chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And when we love him, he's going to establish our hearts. He's going to comfort us with an everlasting consolation by his grace. His mercy and his grace are amazing, and they can comfort us and establish us to every good work. Always remember, as a child of God, that he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Always remember, as a child of God, that he loves you. There's not a single person born in this world that is now living or has lived in the past or has ever lived that will not be loved by God. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says, 
The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He has provided a way for me to have forgiveness of his, of my sins through his son's blood. That's how much he loves us. Always remember as a child of God that he loves you. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts on all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.